0: Hi everybody, welcome to Behind the Headlines where me and the Star Team talk about things that have gone on this week and it has been quite a week for Sheffield so we did our last one Friday morning and then basically all hell broke loose on Friday afternoon um, at the Council. Lee, do you want to talk through um, what happens, what's happened with Kate Joseph and what might happen next?
1: Yeah, well, she's the Chief Exec of the Council. She basically admitted attending a a leaving drinks party um, down in London before she took on a, a new role in Sheffield. Um, so yeah, that broke late on Friday uh, evening. Um, she put a statement out on Twitter. Um, that's just led to a lot of people having a lot of debate on, on that as to whether or not she can carry on in her position uh, leading Sheffield council or not. Um obviously a lot of people are calling for her to go, saying that she's you know, she she's kind of lost the respect of, of people. Um she's actually she's technically on holiday um this week uh but there's a cross party committee uh looking into whether or not action needs taken against her uh, in Sheffield. Um She's due back on Monday, so we'll have to see what happens there. Uh, we've had a lot of letter writers about this, actually, this week. Um, the majority of people are calling for her to to resign. Um, we did have one letter, who, letter writer who described what she did as a minor transgression and said that generally she's good for Sheffield and, you know, has got a lot of Good ideas for how to take the city forward and things like that so obviously you've got to remember that the, the people who've made these mistakes are human beings but um, the optics of it are so bad you know attending parties while telling everybody else that you can't see your loved ones um, you know it looks so bad that I don't know will anybody be able to respect her leadership again all uh, the time. Yeah. Thanks,
2: um,
0: Tim, yeah. what kind of reaction have you got? So she, I mean, she didn't just break the rules; she mo- made the rules.
3: Made she was, the, yeah. in charge. Oh, well, of this is it, isn't, it? Yeah, she wasn't. So we, we obviously in Sheffield think of her as Sheffield Council Chief Exec. But going back then, her leaving party, whatever, whether it was a party, whether it was just a couple of drinks, whatever it might have been. It was actually when she was leaving being director general of the government's COVID task force. So this is a biggie with people that actually uh, she was setting the rules. She was saying this is what you must do. Um, And then she was actually it it appears that she was totally disobeying them. And she's come back and said that she's truly sorry. So I think that demonstrates that actually she does accept that she broke the rules. Um, she, She got it wrong. It, what are the consequences now so as Lee said we've had a lot of people getting in touch with the star uh, we've had more reaction than I can remember on any issue uh, especially in this sort of confined period of time I think the the last thing that that got people um, annoyed was the uh, Roy Chubby Brown debacle but um, Kate Josephs has uh, definitely beaten that we've uh, in print we've had two uh, double page spreads of letters with people on the whole saying, yes, yeah, she must go. Kate, Boris, they put in the same, same bag and told, actually, we should go, they should go. Um, and then there were a couple of people who have actually had dealings with Kate and respect her as a person, as in doing the job as chief exec for the council. But ultimately, it feels like the feeling of the city and in general, the city's residents is, she can't stay in the job. So, as Lee says, we wait and see what happens this week, wait and see um, what Terry Fox has to say, what the council has to say and whether uh, things will have changed by this time next week.
0: And so she is due back in work on Monday, how she walks back into the town hall and leads a a council when, as we've reported, we've been asking this question for six weeks, Mm -hmm. six weeks or so, maybe not quite that long, but since last month, last year, and she's flatly denied what we've asked her. So I don't know how that's going to play out, but she's meant to be back on Monday. All eyes on Sheffield and completely for the wrong reasons, which I think is also slightly devastating for people. However, Chris Holt, Wednesday have got some good news for once. Well, is yeah. it good for Wednesday?
2: Good for Wednesday fans? Good for it's good for, good for Wednesday fans. I'm not sure how the, the chairman will, will take to it, but um, that all depends on what his... Um, what his feelings are and what his what his future plans are for the stadium we, we we broke the news this morning that um hillsborough has been named as a has been officially recognized as an asset of community value which um basically se- secures hillsborough as it is for at least the next five years and and from what i can gather um further beyond that as well it, it, it these kind of things only can only last for five years and until they have to be renewed but we're led to believe that that's basically just a box ticking exercise as as time goes on so the future of the ground has been secured this all came about because um last year um the chairman Devon from uh, Chancery basically sold the com- sold the ground to himself as a way of um manoeuvring shall we say or, or getting easing uh financial fair play that's that's called profitability and sustainability these days um, It basically stops clubs from spending more money than than they have or than they're bringing in and he set up a company and sold hillsborough to that company it, it all sounds very complicated it, and it is for those who you don't understand business um I mean, we went into this job to talk about football and now we've become experts in planning and um, business. But yeah, so basically he set up a company called Sheffield 3 Limited, which Hillsborough was sold to so that the money could go into the pot at Sheffield Wednesday, meaning that they essentially brought in a certain amount of money that year and fended off um, much stronger... um, punishments than they they would have done Um, of course they did have points deducted last year but it could have been an an awful lot worse had they not done that Uh, what this means is that if there were any plans to sell Hillsborough or develop it or knock down any part of it basically anything that has to happen so anything that, that is planned to happen at Hillsborough has to go through the trust, and they've got a six month, six months, um, to organize themselves and and decide whether or not they're gonna, whether they would attempt to buy it or or anything like that. It's basically the, there's more stringent rules that have to be adhered to before anything can happen to the ground itself, and you know the the surrounds of it. So. Yeah it's that's really the good.
0: usual one isn't it but it is definitely a win for Wednesday fans because they have been concerned about the club and the ground haven't they
2: Yeah there has been a lot of concerns uh, from what i can gather it's something that happened with liverpool as well whenever um they had a similar issue a few years ago um under an old ownership and um a, a fans group there ensured that that anfield was was given the same status so that nothing could be done to the ground without those fans having having a I um, say, and what happens to it I know
1: a kind of number of it. Year,
2: sorry, just gonna just on that
1: point, I know a number of years ago uh, there was some sort of idea being floated to have a, a shared ground between Liverpool and Everton, which obviously didn't go down too well. i can't imagine it' go down too well in Sheffield either, no it wasn't
2: <laughs> No. Yeah, should we should we nip over to Bramwell Lane while
0: we're talking Chris, what have you got from what's the Top yeah, the
2: the biggest news this week it happened earlier in the week. They they lost their goalkeeper to Aston Villa. Um, nobody really shed any tears, if we're honest. Robin Olsen came in uh, with a really good reputation. He's a Sweden international goalkeeper, but just hasn't done it at United for one reason or another. And so when Aston Villa came over and said, "We'll take you on as our backup," he was very quickly out the door and. Um, Like I said, nobody was really bothered. It hasn't been particularly good. But what it does do is focus the minds in the transfer front for United. They had been looking for a defender to bolster their squad, but now they're having to look for a goalkeeper as well because as things stand, they have Wes Fotheringham, who started the season as the number two, who's currently playing regularly as the the number one, and Jake Eastwood, who has very little experience at this level so they need a goalkeeper to come in whether or not they do they bring in a backup to them or they bring in a number one we shall wait and see but um obviously it's a it's an area that they have to sort out now and they one that they probably weren't expecting to have to do
0: yeah indeed OK, Claire, on the breaking news this week, away from politics. So you've had a good story, well, an interesting story about somebody who was already behind bars and has made the situation much worse for himself in prison. Can you tell us a bit about that one? That's right. Yes. So there's um, a teenager from Sheffield, Ema Wiley. He was 16 when he stabbed a young man called Lewis Bagshaw to death. and Lewis was a, a dad of one. Um, he stabbed him to death on the the Saudi estate. Um, he was jailed for that, um, locked up for life. And it's now emerged this week that just two months after he was um, sentenced to life and ordered to serve 16 years behind bars, he's actually stabbed a prison officer. He's, um, he, he made some kind of a, a weapon while behind bars and he um, stabbed him in his forehead, held it to the prison officer's throat. So email wiley has found himself back at court again this week and he's been sentenced to an extra 32 months to serve on on top of the 16 years he's already got so a bit of extra time for him to uh, think about his actions absolutely i think some might say it's actually not that longer time is it i think there's always a lot of discussion around sentencing but we haven't got time for that today um we will leave it there and no doubt lots more will happen like it did last week. There'll be lots more to talk about next week. Thanks, everybody. See you soon.